0: And 365 day returns.
1: It does. If it had its own lever or a button like it used to, it would do a better job because it would take pride in what it's doing. So it's it's, it's partly on strike.
2: So you, you walk through into a hallway. There's a, a wax policeman at the end of the hallway.
3: It starts welling up, and he just goes, "I'm going to sell the speedster."
1: Hello and welcome to the Collecting Addicts podcast episode number 48. It's a late recording, all of us have been working hard, toiling actually, in our individual professions. Some of them are serious, some of them are not. I'm very cold and a bit bunged up because it was really, really uh, wind chilly out filming today in Wales, but I've had a great day and I feel energised to sit down with my fellow addicts and talk utter bobbins about cars. And there's no better way to start talking bobbins than this week's first point on the agenda, which just says rear wipers. I don't even know where to go with that, but the man that wrote it, Neil Kebber, can start us off.
4: Well, I'm always disappointed with rear wipers because they're never as good as you bloody want them to be. Yeah. And A, the reason why I wrote this, because I've, I, I will talk about it later in the what have you done in cars this week, because I've got a new car with a rear wiper, which A, takes... An hour to find how to get the thing to go, because <laughs> it's a 1990s Audi. For Christ's sake, God knows why I bought that. I did have pneumonia, but then to find out how to get the wiper to work takes ages. And then when you actually get it working, it's crap. You wonder why you're bothered. <laughs> you bothered. Wonder why. So I think instead of having this, really, someone should have designed a rear wiper that did that.
5: Yeah. Totally with you on that.
4: Because that is not good enough. I use fifty percent of the bloody windscreen. And then the wipers obviously shit because no one's ever replaced it from new. So it actually doesn't work at all anyway, because it's 30 years old and made of plasticine. So I'm very disappointed about rear wipers. There is a whole thing about should you delete the rear wiper if you own a Porsche and a 964 Carrera 2 is worth 10 grand more if it's got the rear wiper delete, if I remember. That's the case, Mr Harris, isn't it? It could be. Right, we've done rear wipers, let's move on.
1: <laughs> I <wanted> to... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... So I agree, but, you know, old editorial lessons... If you say something's rubbish, to do so you have to offer a solution. And just going like that, you know, what does that look like? What <laughs> what what rubberized wiping element is required to do that? How would you integrate it attractively? I'm sure a German
4: so, could figure that out. For well, Christ. the fact oh, is, that a German so,
1: hasn't. A, the fact that a German hasn't yet probably means it's quite difficult. Um, so it's an odd thing. I, I find the. Winter delete on nine eleven is very interesting because for me, mm. I like having. If you use the car year round, it's great having the microphone. Got well, have one, and I don't. I don't mind the look of it. It's quite an interesting German contraption. It reminds me of those little ones that used to be on the front of six series headlights. It's got a lot yeah. of filaments. It's a bit insectile the way that it looks. It looks like it could be the the blade of a wing of a beetle or something. Um, so I, here's the question for you then, Neil and and fellow addicts, what's the best rear wiper you've used? Can you answer oh, that question?
4: I can answer the best wiper, and it was triggered in my brain through your lovely video of the SL70. I love the front wiper on an R. Is that the...
3: a single arm wiper? It's a cantilever.
4: That's a really great yeah. wiper. Sort of goes... So re- rear wipers, mm.
1: they they are more disappointing than not, I agree. They yeah. tend to, if you buy an old estate car, and I I seem to do that the whole time, the thing that's always not working is the rear wiper and the rear wiper washer. They just, they seem to be engineered to last a couple of hours. No one
4: uses them, they're, they're all blocked right. up, they're all shit, the wiper never gets replaced, it's all gone yeah. But I mean, there's, a,
2: there's quite a long distance, isn't there, between the wiper fluid and um, I mean,
1: there, there, there is are, uh, oh. on the back window. You've got a big long. Some, some, t- some have a separate yeah. reservoir in the back.
5: Some used to have, and I yeah. I bemoaned the day when the separate reservoir for a rear windscreen wiper was deleted. That was a sad day.
1: There is the Clarion call for for the addicts. Yeah, I bemoan the day. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I I think I, I can see that the rear wiper is an issue, but also. I think companies like Mercedes Benz. You know when they were the, when Mercedes Benz was so far ahead of the rest that they had ribbed rear tail lights so that you wouldn't get dirt inside yeah, yeah. the ribs. You get you get better projection of light. They used to design cars so that the, the rear white the rear screen didn't get covered in crap when you were driving along. You know the, the shape of the car was determined by function rather than form, and I think a lot of modern designs. You end up just with the moment you go more than 20 miles an hour on a slightly damp road, you look in the mirror and go, there wasn't enough water on the road to do that to the rear screen. Where's it come from? Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a curious piece of engineering and no one. But the fact that no one's found a better solution makes me think there isn't one. I think There's the best so thing clever people is not
3: have there. one not no well, had not, one. the not the 911 shape or and they've tried to do it in Panamera is that uh is is the shape that means the dirt does not accumulate on the rear window. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, depends, it does though. Doesn't it? Yeah, it it yeah. does it does sort of yeah. yeah. I so, did I was, was last good? night I was trying to to remember and I I I i got the quote wrong because I thought it was a Shelby quote and then I just googled it and remembered and it's Franco off the Gumball rally when he rips the rear view mirror off and he goes, uh, what up behind me doesn't matter. So maybe get, you know, get, get rid of the rear wiper and the rear view mirror and then it won't matter.
2: <laughs> it's funny because I, I just, I did read, I, 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 as you know, spend my time reading about these things and um, effectively a car punches a hole in the air. And so what you have is a vacuum at the back and their argument was, um, I read an American website, a sedan, a saloon has got a great big boot between you and the vacuum. So the air that's coming up, which is whacking mud or water onto your rear windscreen, is massively impeded by having a boot. The problem you have is if you've got a hot hatch or you've got an estate, you, you basically have a, a vertical or a very, very, and, and actually they said it was Porsche. I thought, it's going to turn into a bit of a Porsche podcast but it was Porsche who came up with that solution as you guys all know which I did not but I did love the very first windscreen wiper because it was like doing this with your head yeah. very Indian way it's just rather it is rather elegant actually <laughs> the first one if it might my Audi A4 Avant's got a fantastic wiper it's just an elbow and it does a perfect 180 degree arc and there are just the corners missing so um is it Defense of a good windscreen wiper, I think yeah. with the fulcrum right in the middle at the bottom of the windscreen and 180 degree sweep, it does a pretty good job.
5: I think it does have to be. That's a good point you've made. I mean, I am in Neil, I think really windscreen writers are really disappointing. Hmm. They're just meh. Well, in terms oh, of their never
4: work as much their as their
5: conversational appeal or all of all of the above. Actually, no, but uh, well, as we know, it is always funnier in the front. So when you time you get to the rear windscreen, <laughs> by the time you get to the rear windscreen wiper, it's really dire. Um, the ones Range Rovers I think still have, and lots of SUVs still have, the windscreen wiper, which is sort of hidden in the top of the windscreen behind that little spoiler thing. Oh, it comes that way. It yes. goes that way. And that just stores water and muck and rubbish at the top makes of the windscreen. No sense. It dribbles off the end. Yeah, it
2: makes no sense.
5: And then you have oh, I've got to press the button again. But the worst, the, the daftest rear windscreen wiper I've seen. It tends to be on VW vans or <laughs> well, there's a rear windscreen wiper on the back of the van. Yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? And they're always going. I mean, I know I've said I hate rear fog lights because I'm doing an Alan Partridge to say. Your fog lights are on. Your f- <laughs> rear windscreen wipers. Your rear windscreen wipers are on. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh- really irritates me when you see. No, hang on, it's dry. I can. It's stressing. It's probably going to start scratching yeah, the glass, true. and the that's little annoying. electric motor will be getting hot because
3: it's. Yeah. Yeah. We, we missed this off our OCD I think in terms of where terms the, the
5: rest to... <laughs> of the little little copper coils and that motor getting hotter and hotter and all shouting oh, so
3: a couple of things about we're
1: we're windscreen wipers in defence of I think I think this is cause and effect at least two of you here are natural leaders maybe all of you are natural leaders and I'm not I'm subservient but I think the real windscreen wiper has taken, it's been subjugated in the modern in the modern car control vernacular, because it doesn't have its own button anymore. It's, it has been, it's been reduced to having, it's your it's a sort of supplementary function to your normal wipers, your front wipers. And therefore it's never going to work properly. It's not been encouraged in the workplace. It's been left there. Just you, All you do is you nudge it forwards, a cursory nudge, it does if it had its own lever or a button like it used to, it would do a better job because it would take pride in what it's doing. So it's 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 partly on strike. It's gone fuck all well, of, I, it's you funny, don't give, it me, you you know, give me my own about? lever, I'm gonna do half the job.
3: No, sorry, what you no, but what it, you're it, saying. So I think if so if you press a button, am I right in saying so? If you pre- press a button, it's just on. Is that yes or no? It des-
1: Edward, it deserves its own control function. At the moment, it's buried, it's 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 a it's a sideshow. To it's it's basically a fluffer to a front
3: wiper. Okay. Is on. there? Not I, I, I'm not my my uh, rear wiper um, product knowledge is not very good. Is a rear wiper automated in the same way that you have a sensor on the windows? No, no. It's, no. it's that's, that's what it needs. Because thing. see, uh, a rear wiper. If you're driving down the motorway, if you if I leave London now and drive to Cornwall, but you know, I really I have don't to, need...
1: You know why that's so flawed? Those those. So those uh, you know beams Pensers. don't work if you've got a clear screen. And of course the rear screen's covered in dirt. So it would always be
3: confused. Well, that's sort of fair that's enough. A bit but of an innovation you, you rarely need to use the rear wipe. No, you, want it, on, you motorway, want it driving down the motorway. You don't really need to clean the rear screen, do you? Unless
5: there's a lot of standing water. You want it every half an hour. 25 minutes 25 minutes we're going to invent the rear screen can you
2: imagine can you imagine Neil's perfect windscreen wiper for a Countach rear window
1: yeah just well the other one that's interesting is the GR Yaris how on earth do you wipe that weird rear window You, you just can't yeah. It's got one, though.
3: So, has oh, that got, is that got yeah. a top one? It's got a thing about that. Cool. little toppy, yes. It has, yeah, yeah. That, the, the,
1: the thing's about as long as the thing you strike a triangle with if you're the special one in the orchestra.
4: Yeah. I, I, yes. reckon-
5: I was thinking about this earlier on today as well, and I sent that little clip to you of my friend Malcolm who now lives in Australia, like who was it. a Formula One designer and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know whether this is still in the rules. Manish, you might know this until certainly until recently one of the rules in formula 1 was that the driver must be seated in the car in a forward facing position <laughs> wasn't allowed to face backwards and i thought you think apart from on in what world would anybody think that's a smart idea? The kind of, the
2: kind of world where Colin Chapman would have found something, they, they yeah. Yeah. found an in advantage. Way of exactly. a rear face I, and, and I thought if they did that, I wonder
5: what <laughs> sort of rear wiper mechanism Adrian knew he could come up with <laughs> for a
1: rearward sack. Uh, uh, but do you know what? If you if there's two, there's two where motorsport and filming collide is in that technology when you have the whirring thing. Do you remember the karting discs that go in front yes. of the visor. yeah. They have one they of those. That run, they, they have one know. of those that run on a gyro in front of a camera. Manish will know this. If you're filming on a tracking car in the wet, they can put this thing on the front of the camera that whirs around, and you can just throw gallons of water at it, and it can, the lens doesn't get wet. It's yeah. amazing. That's good. So yeah. what? It I've got. What, okay, there's a couple of cars who you always see with that slightly disappointing failed. Wiper look where the where it becomes a dangler and it's sort of going over the bodywork and it's a very oh no
3: thing. if it touches the so that, body that, work.
1: That, okay there's a there's a the Passat they made in the early two thousands when they get old they droop they do that
5: hmm. you had one of those but, didn't you
1: yes and it and its wiper just fell down like that yeah. in fact do you know what I was at the Vista Scramble the weekend and a bloke came up to me he's a really lovely man I won't say his name and he said do you remember your Passat and I went no he went it's still in my dad's shed and I went
4: <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, I haven't seen it for 10 years. He went, We know that, that must smell <laughs> quite bad. Was uh, that a the wiper? Thing? Went on that, but the worst wiper mechanism of all was the E34 BMW 5 Series Touring because they wanted they insisted on having this extra flap so you could open the glass on its yeah.
4: own. It was and we, a bit tailgate,
1: time. but the way that it worked was that when you shut the glass, the wiper mechanism had to meet another part, and a male and female part had to meet for the wiper to work. And if it, if the wiper wasn't in the right position, yeah. all you did when you shut the boot, it was bent, yeah. both bits, and yeah. you shanked the rear wiper immediately. And so whoever designed that really does deserve a turd sandwich, because that's a terrible... That's that's the worst rear wiper I've ever come across. That is quite shit. Yeah. Is quite, is, is know, there one, sorry, know.
3: Is there one car where the wipers are in the A and B pillars, or do, is that where they, they do some... Is at, that, the that's front,
1: a, at the front, but we're talking about rear wipers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Here's
1: one. Do we know of a car that's ever had twin rear wipers?
2: Is there a Volvo? Oh, I there's gotta be
1: one.
2: It. It? I saw a picture of it. I think it was a 1970 Volvo. Uh, I'll, I'll get,
1: I'll get. let's get Chris, uh, Chris Cooper being extremely lucid on the subject. Whilst he's doing that, I'll Google twin. He's doing it now. He's Look,
4: doing e- it now. E-Type and Bristol 400 is triple front.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: And the 993 had that lovely double blade wiper. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. A one and a half. It's like a one yeah. and a half. Really. Yeah. A bit of cantilever <laughs> in there. The right. 6.9450 had a like okay. a chinook yeah. that
1: What's was we, like
3: yeah. do we they feel that we've like-
1: adequately done in inverted commas rear wipers? Or does yeah. Yeah. anyone else have no, anything they want to say?
3: No, I I I, th- I think we do. What, what, Neil, when you and I were at Bist in for Mo- the Movember thing and we looked at that nine eleven, <laughs> it was forest green. Tiptronic rear wiper, PDC sensors. Back in the nine nine six, era. I there is because oh, yes. some nine elevens look really odd with a rear wiper because obviously you a rear wiper is I, an option.
5: I quite like I a nine eleven with rear wiper.
3: Yeah, okay, I can I be I
4: must really have geeky? Deleted it because I don't think I've got one on the nine nine one. Can I be
1: really really geeky? For me, G series, G series, eighties Carrera. Yeah, wiper has to be spoiler delete. It only works. The, the wiper looks wrong if it's got a whale tail, but if it's gone, yeah, that's the, really tail, the wiper looks Two wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably I think it's covered the rear
4: wiper. I think it's much better spoiler delete anyway.
1: Yeah, but someone, like, a you, turbo you, someone like you needs the downforce on the road. You here. need the downforce on the road. the
4: last as, person that needs as it. As long as I've got Ooh. winter tyres, I'll be OK. <laughs> 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 right,
1: we're done with rear wipers. Um, and we'll, we, we'll revisit it, if someone can tell us, of a twin rear, rear wiper setup on a street car. Now, the next thing I've got is this week in cars. Well, uh, many of us have done lots of things in cars this week. So uh, let's let's start with Chris Cooper. What have you done in cars this week?
5: Well, we've got to start with the business Scramble, haven't we?
1: Yep. So
5: mm. Manish are very sadly missed, but the rest of us were at the squamble, which was
1: effing cold. It, it was, was really managed. Good. Managed. we're not designed for that climate, mate. It was so cold, it yep. was ridiculous. It was it double was. gloves, double socks, thermals, and I still, yeah, it was too cold.
4: And my wife went blue even with that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I knew, I knew, I knew. I dodged a bullet when I saw the WhatsApp text. No, no you didn't
4: dodge a budget. It was still better than not being there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but it's just
4: yeah.
5: lovely. It's just a. Uh, it's great. So many nice people. There's such an eclectic mixture of metal and cars from really, really old, rubbishy stuff that you know we might bring along, or I might bring along, and just some really just. It's just. It's a coming together of interesting people. That's great. With a simple passion. And it's just lovely. It's and you know, you meet people you know and you get talking about stuff and you know, collecting cars was there and we had a very interesting chat with Mr. Williams and his FW thirteen B. But yeah, I just think it's such a
1: and I Jonathan was there. And Jonathan was there. We had Jonathan there with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. That That was the Audi, yeah. Is that, Ooh, is, 200 that 200, is that a two hundred? Is that a two hundred
4: Quattro van? Yeah. They're black the though. They're, they're It's Got
1: the wrong wheels.
4: Yeah. Or are those Zender wheels? Yeah, they're not the real wheels because the normal ones are the three spike. Yeah, they? but also don't forget there were two. There were two tuners that were allowed
1: to play with those with factory backing. It might be one of them.
4: Yeah, that's that. I thought was really cool that James Bond had one, didn't he? Once? He did, but also uh, he,
1: he, he he did in Living Daylights.
5: Yeah. That was a saloon.
1: It was a saloon with BBS crossboats. It did. And, and it had, and it had front, the front headrests had fillers in them. They 200 weren't
4: saloon, in. 200 saloon. And it was, it was in a- the
1: same scene as the Harrier jump jet. Yeah, when they get the
5: Russian out. That yeah, was pretty cool. So the yeah. thing I, I mean, this is, did anyone see at the, can you see that? Honda Pilots? Well they, Ooh. they're rage buggies. Oh, rage yeah. yeah. There were two of those there, and I thought that's a bloody good two-car garage. there's two. So well, I didn't you. see who had them. So whoever had the two rage buggies, because rage has gone out of business. Yeah, well, we don't know what rage is. They made these yeah, mental, yeah. yeah,
4: sort
5: of because a lot of stuff you can get these days sort of falls over. I know when I was teaching my sons how to do skids. And I realized that actually, this Polaris thing, other brands are available. Polaris aren't inherently dangerous. Nice lawyers from Polaris, but they do tend to fall over if you try and do skids in them. The Rage thing is just, got, it's got stance. So there were two of them together, one of which had Tamia branding on the side, which is just the coolest thing. So everything which
1: from a.
3: Can you come a bit closer? Because it was a bit glared. You might have to WhatsApp it to us. Keep coming. Oh, well, there we go! There yes. We yes, really good. Good. yes, yes, Look very yeah. Look at that! Two, two of them. That, that was lovely. So that that it's would just roll,
1: that, that, you could roll that quite easily. Easy. Um,
5: you have to try a bit harder. Okay. Happy to do you that. something. Happy to every, do that. So my only disappointment about the scramble on Sunday was there are only three this
3: year. Mm. Well, they, yeah, they've they're not doing the one in the middle of the year, which um but there are going to be two large collecting cars events where we will be um in the main campus of the site. So our coffee runs will be those missing scrap, that missing scramble plus one. And oh, I set that I set up for you,
5: Edward, with no
3: money exchanging hands.
1: Yeah, it was it was seamless. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, what did you drive there in, Chris? Uh, so I drove in Sausage. Yeah, which is a Panamera Sport Turismo Turbo with yes. clear glass. Clear glass
5: um, in Aventurine Green, although we all looked at one um, oh. in the your favourite Porsche dealer in Switzerland, managed the oh Schaard
3: Porsche God. dealer.
5: And they well, had an oak green car. one. I thought, God, I've got. Envy. What about that
3: burgundy
1: one with the? Uh, oh, interior that, yeah, that's the, no, oh, it's it's that's the one. Well, the
3: burgundy yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, we need yeah. that for our shtard office. Clearly, we, we will, do. <laughs> we'll do. Off, we'll do. If only, if only one of us
5: yeah. knew somebody with influence in shtard. No, oh, there we go.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, um, my my son's. I mean, I've been trying to get him into cars. You know, he's quite refractory. But when we went to visit Bernie. Um, He has a a garage in his old house. So you you walk through into a hallway. There's a a wax policeman at the end of the hallway that looks real. I mean, it's beyond Madame Tussauds. An American wax policeman. And then what you do? When you
5: say sorry, when you say wax, you mean W A X, not W W A C K.
2: No, no, no. As in, yes, W A X has a madam two swords. One, you know, like six foot one inch, middle eight, and the veins are so real. I remember when I first walked in, he was standing there like that, and I went hi because I assumed he was a security.
4: No.
2: He, he didn't say anything, and I thought, God, he's well trained. He ignores <laughs> the guests, and then I realized it wasn't real. Anyway, wow. Just to the left of that, there is a fantastic garage, and. He has a 300 SL, not even the metallic, sorry, metal silver, red leather inside. And I have to say, um, of all the cars I've seen in Ritzy Stade, this thing, oof. And Louis Camilleri, the uh, the ex-Ferrari head, sent him a birthday present. And Stade is in the canton of Bern, so all the registration plate start be and it had if the registration plate was be 28 10 30 his birthday which
1: i have to say
4: meet charcoal that's cool that's cool cool. i would
1: uh, i'm open to such birthday gifts from my fellow addicts just to let you know (laughs) (laughs)
3: um
1: so uh manish this is always a tricky one because you are you're a metropolitan professional who tends to take public transport because you care about the environment and you've only ever owned one car and i always feel very guilty when i say to you what have you done with <laughs> cars this week so tell us anything tell us a story tell us tell, enlighten us okay, so so
2: no my i've had a big week in cars we we're working on a couple of projects but um actually i um had a very nice long conversation with a fellow film director who um uh he's a member of the Academy, as in the people who vote for Oscars. And we, I saw Ferrari at BAFTA here, and he saw Ferrari at the Academy over there. And we had a long conversation about Michael Mann and the Ferrari movie. And I think that's, uh, that's a week in cars. And um, I know you all quite like it, but we had a bit of an exchange. and we're, I Ooh. think what it is, is we're both, pretty big Michael Mann fans. You know, you look at his his body of work. I mean, he's made- canon of some, work. Yeah, He's made some extraordinary movies, but we both felt there was either something phoned in or just a little bit old about this because it, the, the film just doesn't work for me because I don't get a sense of who Enzo Ferrari is. I just don't get a sense of his journey on this. And all I'll say about it was he made a little observation, which he said that um, there's a piece of music in it that Michael Mann has lifted directly from The Insider, which he made years and years ago about tobacco and Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. And, um, and he said that, for me, kind of summed it up. And he was so looking forward to it. I mean, there's some clever bits. It's about three months. So, it, you know, it's not a... A movie that's trying to take you from the birth of Enzo Ferraris to his death. It's about these three kind of hectic months before the Milia of 57. But um interestingly, he just felt the film didn't work. And and I, I would just end this with the the box office in the States has been an absolute disaster. I I mean, to say it's flopped is just to understand. I think it's made um 12 million dollars in the States from two and a half. Thousand screens. Uh, think the thing is, the any,
4: any car film is so much better than any other film because they got cars in. Yeah. I think I haven't seen it yet, only because I was ill when I was supposed to go and see it. But I'm desperately excited to see it because... So you, you,
2: and you must see it in the cinema. You know, that's the most important thing. Like You've just yeah, got to exactly. find it in the cinema. Do not watch this on a plasma screen. Whatever. I would
4: definitely it. like it better than most other films that don't have cars in. There's
3: yeah. a um, There was a social media post last night from one of the well-known um, car photographers that runs around London and all, all over the country to all the events we go at, and he just... He posted this last night. I'm I'm guessing he is 27, 28 years old. Just went to see the Ferrari movie. Didn't Mm -hmm. really rate it at all, to be honest. Bad accents, bad CGI. Started slowly, some inaccuracies, and was quite hard to understand follow at times. Can only imagine what it would be like if you're not into cars. Love the wheel to wheel action showing cars, uh, running racing around the Italian streets. You know, and if you ask this guy what his dream car is, it'd probably be a Ferrari, but you know, I- I'm guessing it's just not going to land with that type of audience and perhaps the audience that go to cinemas.
4: It sounds brilliant to me,
3: yeah, yeah no, I mean, and we'll it will yeah. do. And I, I, I'll probably end up watching it on Netflix or something like that when what it you, the... see,
1: you need to see it on the big screen. I mean, I've yeah. seen I, I, I love disagreeing with people, I, I couldn't disagree with Manish more. I, I did get a real sense of, maybe it's just it worked for me, but I did get a real sense of of an Enzo, and maybe because it's squared with the, what I pictured when I saw when I saw when I read that Brock Yates book. I think it's really we need to be very clear. This is a this is an adaptation or a, a, a screenplay based around a particular book written by a particular American author about Enzo. You know, it's it's not come out of the ether. And that I don't think there's been enough acknowledgement of that. Because that book is quite controversial. Yeah. It, it gave a view of the man that people hadn't really, particularly Italians, hadn't wanted to absorb before that. Um, and mm. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it I thought it was a surprise that it wasn't just someone trying to do a load of COD racing. I mean, the million million bits are are tricky because you need to have some wheel to wheel to make it look like. Something's going on in reality you've just got cars piling through the, the, the countryside on their own really it's not a wheel-to-wheel event. Uh, the only bit about the film I didn't like was there's a very gratuitous bit at the end that I really felt was a bit unnecessary and I, I made me win so I didn't like that but but the rest of it, maybe I just you know some people like some films you know I, oh, I, I don't like <laughs> Grandmins I like back to the future. but this I, I agree with Neil that I I feel a responsibility to our broader community to celebrate anything. Yeah. Got a car in a film, and anyone that's brave enough to go against the headwinds of the box office. I mean, everyone knew this wasn't going to make much money in America. Of course, it wasn't. Um, but I, so I, I, I really did enjoy it, and I, and I've actually just I've done a podcast with Marino who was in it, just just as a kind of what's it like being a civilian that gets dragged into the film world, and it's it's quite interesting. But yeah, I, I'm not, and I'm normally someone who finds that approach really disappointing. Like mm. I. For example, the, the one car film that when people say it's wonderful that I wince is Le Mans. I think I, I Le Mans, I, I feel like invoicing Steve McQueen's grave for my time back. Cause every time I watch it, I just think what a waste of time. Oh, <laughs> I don't like it
4: though. Just I don't, a, I don't, okay. I don't you know, like so, it,
1: so, yeah. so I have the ability, I have the ability to not like I yeah, okay.
3: car films. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, uh, but how this, can you, how can you not like a film where a young stud goes up to a woman and says, would you like a coffee? <laughs> she looks at his penis no. and facing overall and says, No. And later <laughs> on, Steve McQueen says to the same woman, Can I sit down? And she says,
1: Yes. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So I, I yeah, I, 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 I really, I can only judge it on the fact that I walked out of it going, oh, I really enjoyed that. So there you two, If you want to be totally confused, the no. bloke that knows nothing about films and skids cars says he likes it. and The bloke that makes films says he didn't like mm-hmm. it. We live in a free
2: world and the most important thing is to find your passion and what yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. I what am is definitely not the Oracle at Delphi. What was I the budget of that picture, Manish? 95 million.
5: That's going to have to do 200 plus at box office even to start to wash its face.
1: But, but you know, th- th- you know we, shouldn't be, we should be careful here because that means that everyone else is going to go never make another car movie. So, so we, you know, I'd we, like
5: to see it. I, I haven't seen it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it with one of you guys. You know, I, will, can... I
4: will see it, and I will love okay. it.
2: Let's yeah. do a collecting. Let's, let's do
5: that. We ought to go to get go um,
2: Let's
3: go see it. Let's Selfridges. <laughs> we could do yeah, it, it good
4: there. Place it. it's a good place to see it, Selfridges. Or,
5: or the yeah. one deal that's between you and me—the one that sort of the um, the one in Berkhamsted where you can sit down and have.
4: Yeah, they won't have it on because they'd be all really? too weird. Funny wokey films in there
2: have yeah, a with a on
3: again.
1: Go to your local everyman. I do quite like an everyman. It is, a yeah, yeah
3: we, Well, I was going to take the team next week actually. From the oh, yeah, I went I, went. I went, okay, I let's go. do it there. A few years ago, I went to the
1: everyman in the city in which I live, and I was on my own in the auditorium. apart from one other man <laughs> who, during the second half of the film, was asked to leave because he was masturbating. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was the everyman. <laughs>
1: oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cinema. Um, what's our next topic? Okay, we've got so we've, well, we've, hang oh, on a minute. Remember, we a not What no one else has done? Right. I we we don't know so what Neil's done Edmund, this week. Edward Love it. Edward Love It. What have you done this week other other than be a legend?
3: Fine. Well, I'll run through mine <laughs> pretty quickly. It starts the week started off on Sunday. I was I had the family in central London. We had, had we had we had lunch at Chicone's. And we got in the car as, as uh, which, it's just an Italian, it it's me, just bro. an Italian, just to make it
4: relevant what you've done all week and what you've done in cars. Right? Oh, right, anyway,
3: we we we, we 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 drove did you do, there, did you do it with a firm stool? No, no, we we drove there anyway. We got in the car <laughs> and then we started. Uh, and look, Clint, by the way, we are in. How long is this going to take?
1: <laughs> Two me, minutes in here, I I've even it. said the word car yet.
3: Goodness sake, obviously, if you're driving to into Mayfair to go for lunch now if you're a car guy you're probably going to navigate yourself around Barclays Square so you can have a quick look in the window at the Ferrari yep, and the Bentley showroom and then you'll probably leave up Barclays Street so you can see what's in the Rolls-Royce showroom and now the new Lotus showroom but anyway forget all of those showrooms Seeing someone on a crisp Lon- uh, winter's day in London driving around in a 1920s four and a half liter Bentley, lovely. You just think, perfect. I want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it, it was. I would say it was probably a 60-year-old man who looked very healthy and wealthy with a probably late 30s, early 40s blonde lady with a leather hat on. She also looked very healthy and wealthy. Um, no, but, but yeah, could have been me. Yeah, yeah, could have been, could have been Neil, could have been Neil. Bit, bit more tan than you, Neil. Bit more yeah. tan than you.
5: Yeah.
3: Um. So anyway, that that was Sunday. No, no, sorry, that was Saturday. Saturday. That was Saturday, and then Sunday, well, I joined these boys up at the scramble. So first time outside of the M25 since the start of December. You um, say so, since the
1: start of COVID?
3: <laughs> uh, no, no, since the start. It's <laughs> like December. a really
1: weird version of that Craig David song. Carry on.
3: No. So as ever, you know, I, I, my speedster is sort of for sale at the moment, but it's one of those cars. Every time you get in it, you think, why would you why? ever want to sell this why, car? Why it's is it? Brilliant. I, cause
5: this is important. I want to, you can't walk past this. This is how many species have you had three. This is your third. It is. You sure it's not your fourth.
3: It's my third. Okay. Why is it for sale again? Um, because I'm a car dealer, I can't help myself. It's it, it's an addiction. <laughs> it's an <laughs> it's an addiction. I always feel like I need to be moving forward, but to move forward, you sometimes have to go backwards as well
5: or sideways. So when you Good. sell this one, what's
1: going to happen then? He's going to uh, buy a I, will,
3: I will feel lonely without a Speedster in my life. I'll tell you and I'll what will happen
1: is I'll tell you exactly what happened. It happened the last exactly the same as the last two times. He'll it'll be absolutely fine. He'll get, put the money in the bank in three months' time. At about eleven thirty on a Friday night, I'll get. Why did I sell that speedster? Why did you tell me to sell that speedster? <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't.
5: That's why uh, I'm asking. So we all now know that you're a sentient, mature individual man who's yeah. made an exclusive decision by himself to sell this car. It's Nothing to do with anybody else. No, so we Regret it
3: again. We told correct. you so. Although, or, or sentient, although when I, I tell my when too. I tell my son, I my I've got three children, and my youngest son is four. So whenever I tell him off for anything, he he, do- he really doesn't like being told off and he, oh, yeah. where does he get that
1: from where does he get that from yeah. for me
3: but but he he knows the way to my heart so when I tell him off he he start he it starts welling up and he just goes I'm gonna sell the Speedster back to a <laughs> Porsche dealer. That's, what, <laughs> that's that's what he says to me. Anyway, I'll I'll get to the end of my question because Neil's week would have been more exciting. I got to Bicester. I saw these legends, um and I, I I I I rarely get jealous, and I don't get. I'm not jealous at Bicester, but I love th- walking around and seeing those cars, thinking. Wouldn't it have been cool to have been him or her this morning driving that here? Yeah, uh, and and obviously the it, it's full of those for everything from an incredible DLS just to a a ratty hot rodded 911 to the you know the the Audi estate car that Neil through there. But but actually, what one of the and Alpines are winking at me uh, at the moment. Which, yeah, well that that's every a, that every home should have one. Thing. But the one one odd car that just stood out to me there. And I just they just nailed the design, is the DB9. I think it's hmm? such a great looking car. Um
4: convertible automatic, I guess.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just and there yeah, was it a, the beautiful one experience. outside, but there was a beautiful one just parked outside the hangar. I don't know why it's just a very, very pretty car. It is yeah.
1: 29995. It's, it's, it's full of four bits and the convertible. I'm not I'm the not talking about any of that. Well,
3: they're allowed to they're allowed to be yeah. flawed. I just think. It's just a beautiful yeah. coupe,
1: not Ever- the Volante. The coupe, not the Volante, yeah?
5: No, no, I, I automatic Volante, full shit experience,
1: <laughs> full shit experience.
3: V12, v- okay, <laughs> right. broke, broken, r- broken roof with a floppy rear wiper. I'm trying yeah. not to drink this month, but
1: you lot are going to drive with me the,
3: the orange with the orange indicator lenses
5: at
1: the back. Just stop it, <laughs> right? Just like movies, For God's <laughs> sake, there's a limit to this shite that we can deal with. Volante <laughs> automatic. Lovely. Neil's turn, Neil's turn. Clifford, Clifford, have a word with yourself, all right? You've gone too far, you've gone too far. Yeah. Right, that was 17 minutes of shite. Let's carry on with um, uh, Neil Clifford, what did you do? Can you go longer and harder than they would love it about your
4: weekend cars? No, 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 I can keep it short. I sold two cars. Oh, did you? Um, I sold two cars from the 1960s. Right. And I bought two cars. Oh. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. And, and as, as I've said too many times, I had pneumonia in the middle and bought an Audi, which was probably the last time that I, A, will hopefully get pneumonia or buy an Audi. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but if you I, have I, a I choice, it would be pneumonia. And <laughs> you, know, you know what? That car, the RS2, I bought the RS2, and I bought it off collecting cars, and um, it typifies... Typifies that a word? It, it yeah. summarises completely the cool butt shit... Car that we discussed last week, slightly sure. different to favourite shit car. As we know, there's those two different categories. Because if you treat it like a modern car, it's rubbish. Yeah, all modern cars are basically better than the old cars in theory. If you've got a, a left brain, of course, the modern cars are better. Why have an Integrale when you can have a Yaris? Of course, a Yaris is so much better. It's just. And Integrale is sort of shit, but it's much cooler, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the R- if you treat the RS2 like a modern car, like I've got the modern 5 Series, oh, they? it's just so rubbish, really, because it's really firm and the plastic's all a bit cheap and it feels brittle and it squeaks and the stereo didn't really bloody work until I sorted out the Bluetooth. And, you know, it's a 25-year-old car, whatever it is. But then it's really cool as well. If you treat it like it's a 930 turbo estate, which is what it is, if you treat it like a vintage thing, it's magical. And you drive it, you know, I'm sounding like a very professional car tester now. If you drive it always above 4,000 revs, so you're always in the band of the turbo thing, because it is very, very laggy. But I like lag. I enjoy turbo lag. I'm not negative about turbo lag because it's, that whooshy feeling is lovely.
5: It's the anticipation, yep.
4: Yeah, so if you drive it like an old bus, crap, old car, it's one of the best old crap cars ever, I yeah. think. So I like the
5: turbo lag in my TD5 Defender. It's got slightly more power. Oh, it's yeah. good in the Defender. I like a bit of lag in it. A bit Defender. of turbo, oh, turbo lag. 5 is cylinder. A positive. It's a yeah. positive thing. You just feel that, here it comes, and it just... Whoa.
1: But it's only, it's, only positive, it's only a positive if the gap before its arrival doesn't become really annoying. So you've got to have enough. It's got to have a bit of a pre-spool to give you some shove and then yeah, give yeah. you some warmth. When when yeah. it's useless is when they like Ferrari for years made engines that didn't feel turbocharged. But the first four eight eight, that first really great engine they made, the whole idea was to make it feel normally aspirated. You are know, they're going. No, you you you've missed out on your party trip. That's like having that's having the best joke in the room and never delivering it so mclaren have always given us a bit of and i love that that's what makes the mclarens more exciting it's actually a lot of it's just down to the booth i
4: think so that's right and the funny thing was i got in the car and we took the dog actually um and it was it was early in the morning it was bloody freezing and i convinced my lovely wife to come with me and then the only thing she said when we got in it she said is this new i've, I've been in this before and i'm like no darling it's new she said, will it make it <laughs> <laughs> that's the only wife anxiety isn't it we're pleased we're not going to break down we've yeah. got dog it's cold uh and it felt like it feels like one of those cars that could break down
3: yeah <laughs> it does yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like the clutch could go Yeah.
1: okay and that, yeah. this is this is for you uh car magazine geeks and aficionados the rs2 was i think the subject of one of the cheekiest headlines or covers of a car magazine ever. It was factually correct, but it really stretched the boundaries of what is allowable.
4: As the not to as 30 thing?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Faster or than, McLaren F1. than McLaren F1.
4: Well, it was jumping.
1: They managed to drop the clutch on one and make it go one tenth quicker to 30 mm. miles an hour. Yeah. And, that, and that was the, the basis of an entire article.
4: It was a good photo, though, because the car was jumping over a little hill, yeah. wasn't it?
3: Good marketing, memory. that that good clickbait. That was it a blue one?
4: Blue, blue, yeah, uh, narrow blue. Well, it was no, actually sorry. called Locky RS Blue. Blue in the that beginning. was
3: RS Blue, was
4: it? RS Blue. It's the same color as Nagara, but it was first called RS Blue, and then they changed
1: the name. Oh, I like, I like it. We're being out nerded by Clifford. Just, That's a
3: lovely touch. Yeah. RS Blue. There you we, go. We, we, one, one, just, one, day we'll, we'll, we'll come unprepared onto a podcast, and we'll just name colors from the color palette, oh, and we'll have to come up come with as many prepared. manufacturer <laughs> names.
4: Oh, by the way, and also someone bought me this. That's nice. Oh, oh I love look that. At that. But oh, custard,
5: yeah. oh, And man. if
4: anyone knows my one day of fame on piston heads about twenty years ago, that that is that is a lovely little gift that I got for a secret Santa. Oh,
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think the unprepared um,
2: the unprepared coloured podcast? I was thinking it could be like that episode from Black Adder. You remember Doctor Johnson's dictionary? We just basically invent colour names. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. motion
3: I'm, I'm sure we will invent them, them and then here the here comments can, will rip us to shreds. We can invent colors
1: <laughs> interestingly. I, I mean, right,
3: here we go. Chris Harris, what did you do this week in cars? Right, Come do you know on. what? We've, this has gone Come on too on. long. We can wait for mine next week. I've had enough yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I bought an I bought an E61 M5. is yes. still going, but we've just filmed it. It's, it, it. It was sideways at Landau as it clicked over 128,000 miles. I'm, I'm clearly having another breakdown, Literally. Uh, but it's going, to, it's going to create some great stories, and I, Neil and I owned the slightly shit old German estate corner of the of the Bicester Scramble. We were both we were both very proud, and I made a point because my car has got that weird old BMW waxy smell. Yeah, his, his Audi had a, had the weird old Audi smell. It yeah. was like going to visit two old aunts in an old home, and there's that vague smell of piss in the corridors. It was because yeah, the
4: nickers haven't been changed for a while. Yeah, they just
1: they just smelt. A bit. Our cars <laughs> smelt. Like they'd been they'd been used badly, yeah. Uh, but I I love the scramble. Thank you for everyone that came along and had a chat. I sat in the boot of my car and sold many pairs of twat sunglasses, um, and yeah, I met lots of old friends, new friends. It was it was. They are joyous events. They're really they're, they're a good thing. So <clears throat> here we go. Um, we're, we're not even halfway through this. We're going to have to cut these short. This, we're gonna,
3: this, this, we might have to cut a couple short. Oh, we're well, gonna be well, going
1: well, to go servicing. Edward, much as we love you, you gave us 27 minutes on going to Mayfair without even seeing
3: a car. Here we <laughs> well, go. I forgot to tell you what I ate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Should you service your car every year? Actually, you don't need to do that anymore. Um, or is it a con? I think this is a really
4: good subject. It's a con. It's a
1: Can I
3: can I read can I read a text message from a friend of the pod? Hmm. We'll, we'll start this obviously in the in the in the everyman's category. Servicing option number one, paid individually, six months, one thousand kilometers, thirty-two thousand five hundred pounds plus fat, <laughs> twelve months, five thousand kilometers, sixty-five thousand pounds plus fat. Valkyrie, twenty-four month, ten thousand kilometers, one hundred and twenty-three thousand pounds plus VAT, and the thirty-six month service, fifteen thousand kilometers, is seventy-eight thousand pounds plus the VAT. um Please Williams FW fourteen? Pardon, <laughs> say that William again.
1: Williams FW fourteen. What, what is this? No, Valkyrie.
3: this is a Valkyrie. But I'm happy to say that Gaiden have also offered a servicing option number two, which is a three-year servicing plan for £230,000 plus VAT. Now, I would be very surprised if in five years' time there are any Valkyries that have done over 5,000 kilometres. So yeah. it would be a good question to wonder how they've decided to service their cars during that three-year period.
1: Sorry, can you read out the big number and how long it covers you for?
3: 36 months, £230,000 plus VAT.
1: I, I didn't think I could become more apathetic towards this type of vehicle than yeah. I am now. I was already, but what's the point? It's just all, it's
5: ridiculous. It's made up it, numbers. It's nonsense. It's, it's made nonsense. up numbers. Go and, buy, go and
1: buy a racing car and do it properly. Don't ask yeah. about with this stuff. It, it, go will cost buy you a less. it will cost less. Go and be a real man or a real woman. Yeah. Don't cock about in this stuff. I don't get it. Yeah. Sorry.
5: That's no, ridiculous. It is.
1: A DFE,
5: a costless DFE rebuild schedule wouldn't cost you that, and that's just the most complicated, silly, because it's a proper engine.
1: Yeah, so Neil, Neil, you tell us why you think it's all, and i have just got to go back and quote you uh, bollocks.
4: <laughs> well, I I think that the smart people are the Italians. They ignore the whole bloody thing because they, you know, they 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 know that it's rubbish. If you if you I don't know, got a 45A or a 48A, and you're doing two or three thousand miles a year, and you get your little text from Dick Lovett just to let you know, Mr. Clifford, your service is almost due. I think it's it's completely ridiculous to take it in there and do Can that I interrupt one second around, there. When you
0: get right?
1: that message, do you think they're talking about the car being serviced or you being serviced? Oh, the car. <laughs>
4: okay. I service myself.
1: So I I think these things blend at that point in the Ferrari ownership. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. But I, I honestly, I'm with the Italians on this. You, it's it's only about your insecurity of worrying about the value of that car when you come to sell it, and the man comes round your house, or you take it into the dealer, and they get the little book out and they go, "Oh, there's a bit of a gap there, isn't there? Not so sure we're going to be able to get the right that price you want, Mr. Clifford." So it's only. Those new cars don't break down. The oil doesn't all go to toffee, does it, in in 14 months. I think it's an e bit dar thing for profitability because I'm sure 20% of Ferrari's profits or 10% are driven through, or Porsche, through servicing and selling the parts. And not many miles get done in these cars. So I think it's all a bit of a bloody rip-off, really. That would be my view on it. Uh,
5: I quite like getting cars serviced regularly
4: yeah but you're mr ocd
5: because no it's not about ocd yeah it is about ocd <laughs> no actually <laughs> no it's a it's a little bit of love
3: if you that. don't get it if you don't get it serviced, how do how do they get cleaned well uh actually <laughs> it is possible
5: to clean them without them being serviced at the same time i'm joking a little bit of love isn't it i've got this sort of thing where it's like taking lie. your
1: dog, it's like taking your dog to the poodle parlor now and again. Yeah. I get that. You were into that kind of thing. Yeah.
5: It's just the thought that there's some fresh, clean oil with no little bits in it.
4: That gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling. It's a but bit there of love for the cuts in it. Hmm? You don't get no. the porn smarties inside the oil thing. Right, can you? I just reply to Neil's original point
1: there? I, I think we're conflating the idea of the, the sports car that doesn't do a lot of mileage and people that do lots of miles. I think, to be clear, yeah. if, a, if a car sits around and it's a bit of a, you know, show-off object or it gets used very occasionally, its oil probably isn't going to need replacing. But it doesn't mean that someone shouldn't give it a good once-over, make sure the seals are okay, go over it. Yeah. You know, just just have someone that knows what they're doing, just replace the tyres, look at the brakes. The worst thing you can do is leave stuff with hard tyres. I'd be replacing the tyres every other year, more than the oil. But, but the cars that do high mileages... God, they really do need maintenance. Yeah. And I, I remember going to, about 10 years ago or so, I was trying to get Castrol to sponsor something <laughs> I was doing, total failure. But I went along to their, one of their R&D premises in the UK, where they have every car manufacturer that works with Castrol puts its new engines, well, when ICE was still a thing, a development a the thing. They have, you know, the endless benches running these engines at different RPM cycles and, you know, all computer controlled. And you know, it's a science. And and the way that they specify their their um their service schedules is just around the safety tolerances for that engine. And they, they've they've driven them to failure and they've worked out that if you you know you could probably stretch you could probably double that uh, interval that, that they suggest, but that to be safe and to make sure all the lawyers are okay and everyone's happy, they halve them or whatever the calculation there is, and you adhere to it. And if you don't adhere to it, you do lots of miles. At some point, that engine will shit itself. Yeah, and if yeah. it doesn't, you're just lucky. Yeah, there is um, the all-
5: are reciprocating like-
1: parts. Yeah, you know, this, they're they're, com- they're complicated mechanical objects with yeah. fine tolerances, and I think you have to respect that. But I But I do think that, you know, if you've got a car that does very few miles, I've got one car that I've owned for coming up on three years that I haven't. I do a few miles in it. But I don't service it. I I haven't serviced it, and it's a bit of an experiment for me.
4: R one two nine.
1: Yeah, it's that one. I just yeah. it feels like such a great car. It never I, break.
4: It will never I, break.
1: And I and I, I and the, the oil in the dipper looks so nice and clean still. But I think if you if you dip some oil, That's the bits
5: in it are so heavy; they're all at the bottom and the side. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: but, but it is. But I think you know it's interesting. Those people that I know that are really good spanners do change oil quite regularly in their cars. They do.
5: Yeah, I would do that. I would do it more myself. I think... I mean, the reciprocating parts of an engine are sacrificial. Yeah. That's never been said out loud before. No. They They are designed to wear out. Yeah. And that's why bearings look and are designed the way they are, so that the really expensive bits, big ends and crankshafts, can be protected. So, you know, any revolution... So it's just... It, that is a bit OCD, but there's a bit of love and well. thinking, I've done my bit for the car, and it's got some clean oil in it. It's like having clean water for the goldfish, isn't it? It's not oh, never had a had
4: being.
2: It's not a <laughs> <wife>. <laughs> look, at, look at here They're again. Actually, you know, you're really, you really not to feeling too much clean water for your goldfish. But, is that uh, a bad thing? I'll clean I'll water you, for goldfish.
1: You, okay, within, within what Chris Cooper's just said, and the fact that, you know, there's a bit of friction between uh, Mr Clifford, who'd rather just let the things sit there and, and, and not be serviced, and Mr Cooper, who likes it. How about this for a scenario? If you actually have been brought up, sorry, brought up acknowledging the fact cars needed servicing when we were younger, and actually, if Chris Cooper said many months ago that a a fast car is a nicer car to drive, I used to really believe that a recently serviced car was better, because there was someone that looked after my old cars, and he was really good, and it would just come back better. you know. And I thought it was great, and I'd, I'd acknowledge the fact that they all had to be bedded in and everything else, but the car felt great. But then once... A long time ago, I gave a car to a reputable garage and it came back driving worse than I gave it in. And I've never... I've always Trust been of garages since. I've yeah. always thought... I thought, that, I thought they were miracle workers and they let me down. And I, yeah. and I even now, I get in cars sometimes and go they played with the alignment on this. This just drove better before. What have they been yeah, doing? Yeah, that is bad. Well, yeah, so
2: There is a little bit of an analogy between that and watches, good watches. Yeah, yeah. They you know, yeah. do say about good watches, unless there's something wrong, do not let the expert open the thing up. And if I think a, modern,
1: modern, cars, up, modern cars really suffer because they use so many more plastic components and fasteners that once you've un, unfastened them and fastened them again, they're never quite the same. And I think, you know, quite often your car comes back with a squeak that wasn't there.
5: Yeah, I hate that.
1: Yeah. And so so I, I can see both sides of it, but I, I do think that Ferrari, we, we're cynical about Ferrari, but they tacitly acknowledged the nonsense of the yearly service when they said seven years free service, didn't they? They just said, it's all bollocks. Within yeah. reason, our, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to try and make money yeah. out of the servicing. I don't agree
5: with any of that. I, I don't yeah. agree with all that. Um, Neil, running in, I don't do it. Yeah, I knew you'd so, say that.
3: How often do you buy a new car? More than new managed a, a brand new. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I tell you what. I'm, I'm trying to think. But I did do it on one car. I can't bloody remember. Uh, the R. Yeah, I
0: the
3: R. I yeah.
0: thought
4: that was such a special and is such a special thing yeah. that I was never going to sell. I'm going to be buried in it. I'm also dead.
1: they those that that those yeah. engines. I can remember going to. Let's say the person that develops those cars, and he gave me a very early version of something like that to drive around in. And I he, he phoned me and said, "How many miles is it done?" And I said, "Oh, it's about 400." He went, "He went well, you can't drive it faster." I went, "You're joking." He went, "He went no, 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 no. It's, it's on the bench, but with all our engines, we respect and run them in because they're better."
4: Yeah. 10, yeah. Wait,
2: how, how long did you run it in for, Neil? And what does it
4: in? I think I was, I did exactly what I was told on that. Wait, car. What, but what is that?
2: Sort of is that sort of like a thousand miles at no more than 60 miles now? What is no, that? Four,
4: no, at least four and a half to six thousand revs.
1: Just right? bury yeah. the revs a bit. Vary
4: and... the revs, yeah. Yeah, I've
1: got, a, I've got a fast Ducati motorcycle that I've had for five years that technically I've still not run in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the worst.
1: try running in a fast bike, they want you to do a thousand miles of building up to it. Well, take know, it take years. You know. Actually, I what think, I remember, I've now you've got been,
5: an M5, could you, as a service to mankind, do some numbers on it with the power button pressed in and
1: then out? It makes a massive difference, because I went for a, I just I went, like to see the numbers. I went for a speculative overtake having stopped for fuel yesterday. And I didn't have the power button engaged, and I was yeah. expecting the full 500. And and I yeah, I had a. Travel. I didn't have
3: it. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I had, I had a <laughs> lovely phone call from well, and a message um, uh, from uh, BMW, the uh, man from BMW yesterday, which was quite lovely. I've you, I've, I've told you this on our on our yeah. So I bought this car. It looked a bit familiar. You know, sometimes you think I've been here before, and it's, and it's had a life. It's a long time ago, that um, it was new. And the messenger said, "Chris, dash, it is a press car. So this thing, <laughs> uh, this is Carmen this, this is a vehicle that I personally abused when it was new. I think I drove it in 2007 to the Nurburgring to see Nick Heidfeld do a lap of the Nordschleifer in a Formula One car. So that's how long ago it was. Uh, and yeah, now it's back that was our Canada. first VLN race. It was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah."
4: I yeah. think that's cool though. That car would have been looked after better than I would have looked after oh, know it. I know made a few
1: noises today, but actually the engine and gearbox are magnificent. But I did—it's the Chris. It's a press car. That's them. That's them quietly saying. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I quite like that. So what uh, we uh, shall we
3: shall we miss? Uh, we we um, what do you think, Chris? How much? How much time? Well, do you we,
1: have? We, we've done. We've done a fair amount. So let's go for. How about? Uh, <laughs> I like the winter's drive. I think I think, I think it's very wintry at the moment, and I like yeah. it. Like so Neil has proposed this: you've got a winter's day free for a drive, uh, a big drive uh, from home. Uh, where where'd you go? And I, I suppose that means you're confined by the, the geography of us being on an island. But it,
4: you've got a, a day. Happen. You've got a day. You've got to be home you've for to tea.
1: one day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So, uh, Manish, where would you go?
2: I've never thought about this, and this is a drive that I've done, and it's um, our in-laws live in Middle Barton, lovely farmhouse, um, and the drive is sorry, where's that Manish roughly? O- Oxfordshire, okay. north of, north of Oxfordshire. So um, you basically the boring bit's getting up the M forty, but you come off at of Junction eight, and you go Wheatley, Headington, Woodstock, yeah, dot there for a really nice cup of tea and something to munch on. And then on a winter's day, I think there's nothing as beautiful as going to Blenheim Palace.
4: It's beautiful. You just go to
2: Blenheim Palace and you can take your dog and yeah. you just have a lovely couple of hours walk with your dog in Blenheim Palace. You just walk and walk, go over all the sort of various bridges, grab a little bite to eat in the open air thing where you're freezing away and have a little bacon sandwich or something. And then, go past Glimpton, go like this, HRH, Kiddington, and then I go to my in-laws at Middle Barton, have an early or a late lunch or an early dinner, whatever you want to call it there, and then just head towards Junction 9 and you're back in Belsize Park an hour and 40 minutes later. And it's um, and there's some beautiful country roads on that. There's some beautiful things to see, thatch cottages, old telephone boxes, a few nice pubs, That, for me, is the the ultimate Sunday winter's day drive.
1: And I dare anyone to follow that, because I want to go and do that now. So um, uh, go on, Edward Love has got his finger up.
3: Well, uh, so I wrote down last night um, Cotswolds, uh, Goodwood, and also just an empty motorway, but I've just changed my mind, and I'm going to do something I've never done before, and I still want to do it, and a crisp morning would be the perfect day to do it. And I would leave London and instead of going west, which is which the direction I normally depart London, I would go east. Mm. And I would go to Whitstable,
4: Ooh.
3: Margate, Deal, and I would go and skim some stones across the water, and I would go and eat some of the cockles and oysters Lovely. and all the amazing food that the Jelly Garden eels. of England. The, yeah, eels, all that stuff, all the amazing food that I see in the Garden of England.
4: I think that's um, good, Ed. Big skies there. No yeah, hills, yeah. big skies. Beautiful. Yeah,
3: and I've I've, ne- I've never I've never been north of Canterbury or Dover in that area. And I'd love just to go and crisp day speedster roof down, Woolly House. No, you sold eat, it by then. Eat some cockles, all that sort of stuff. Whose
1: speedster are you gonna borrow? Uh,
3: yeah. uh if I sold it, then uh, I'll just buy another one.
1: <laughs> I mean yeah, the, the, the only the only
2: tiny flaw with that plan is. Given how our sewage is going, I hope you've got a couple of days off and a damn good flush.
4: Yeah, uh, we'll be fine. There's no such, I, such food poisoning.
5: I grew up in Whitstable. You Did oh, you? Did you? That's where my brother and I, you, you know, I, I got my brother, Mike. When we were we were little, our thing was dinghy racing. And we were just obsessed with dinghy racing. And we were, we grew up in Kent near, I've said this before, Pluckley, England's most haunted village. And Whitstable, which is on the North Kent, goes sort of half an hour, 40 minutes away. We would go every weekend when we were in our early teens until we left school. And Thames Estuary, it's a bit muddy. It is a bit muddy. And Whitstable then was a bit of a sort of a forgotten now. It's very gentrified. And That's there was cool. Pearson's Oyster Bar. I always remember going to Pearson's Oyster Bar. Um, and somebody always used to say, it's owned by one of the Cray brothers or one of their What's it? heavies or something like it was There was some really, really good... East End gangster connection to Pearson's Oyster Bar.
4: Lovely. And
5: um, Present owners may know nothing about this, but it's a lovely, it's a nice drive that way. That is a, mm-hmm. I think that's a very good, and Margate, and well, Ramsgate now, that's uh, all been Tracy Eminified, hasn't it? It's Has weird.
0: it? Yeah, yeah,
5: Ramsgate now is quite
3: lovely. Don't spoil all the surprises for me. I haven't been yet. No, it's,
5: it's great. You'll love it. No, I'm saying you'll love it. I think it's a really good call. Uh, Neil Clifford, where are you going with your day off?
4: Right, I'm... I'm As your, pro- 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 As pro- your I'm employees you toil away light, handbags. None of you lightweight three-hour drives. I'm going full-on 14 hours. I'm leaving at 4am. I'm driving west. I haven't done this. I was talking to my mate about it today. Like, we've got to do this in February. Bloody work, shit, weather, no sunlight. What are we going to do? Go west. I'm going to Wales. And, you know, I'm, I'm a quarter Welsh, actually. Didn't but, know that. Um, yep. Um, and but I don't really know the middle bit. I don't know the West Coast bit. You know, I'm, my, my, my family are sort of Cardiff and all of that. So I know that bit and- or
5: Aberystwyth and- Mahoney, Barry, Barry like
4: Island that. and all that. You know, I was there in the seventies when everyone had big gold bracelets. And, but I, I haven't been to that middle bit. So I'd like to go, where was the place where the prisoner, where is that? Oh that was up north. Yeah, I haven't haven't been there either. I want to go there. I've never been there. Everyone tells me it's magic. I I stayed there for a night.
1: It's outrageous. They built an Italian town in North Lough
4: William Ellis, isn't it? Why don't we all... We should all be bloody going there and see... Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Port Port Merion. Port Port Merion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to... Anything's. Even though I like the big skies of the east, you got to you got to find a hill. You have got to find some mountains or some. There's,
1: no, there's no shortage up there, boss. You're exactly. Very near Snowdonia, you're fine. Over
4: the you know either Brecon Beacons or the Black Mountains, and end up in a nice little I don't know seaside place with scrambled eggs and big loads of coffee and have a chat and laugh with your mates and then take the long way home and get home for six or seven o'clock at night that's what I'd, i'm going to do this in february actually
3: well um, for, if you don't if if everyone lets you down we'll uh i'll, I'll come yeah, we'll, please, we'll, please, we'll, please, we'll do we'll, we'll go in separate cars so we can uh, talk to ourselves
4: port Marion.
3: yeah we it's could do it so- it's not a million miles from anglesey no, it's yeah. not. It's just down the
4: coast. Yeah, we I've can, been to Anglesey and all that. We need evening. to. We were talking Angle, about um, doing a little get on
1: the get on the beach at Porthmadog as well. And go and go. go and
4: I've past. never been there. I want or to do the podcast. I'm in. Collecting so, uh,
1: so I, I'm. I'm. I'd like to say I go somewhere else, but well, I go to Wales. I, I go driving in Wales most weeks. I'm in love with the place. I love the Welsh accent. Uh, I just, you know, JPR. RIP today, obviously. That is very sad. Yeah, um, he's still so, very young. Um, Training um, to
2: I'm, be an orthopaedic surgeon as well. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, what I would do is this, and I, I've done this before. I've done I've done so many Welsh adventures. Winter is interesting for me because normally I go on my motorcycle. If, it's, if the weather's... If my hands don't freeze, I always go on my motorcycle because with a visor, i one can see you and I, I love going on my own or with one friend on a motorcycle. But this is the winter and I'm a fair weather motorcyclist, so it has to be a car. What I would do is this. I'd start off like Neil very early, 4.30 in the morning. And i want to get to Rossilli Beach, which is one of the most remarkable, you know, bits of uh, coastline in the UK. Just go, go and Google it. It's just an amazing beach. Um, I want to get to Rossilli Beach before, just around the time the sun comes up. So I'm going to damp yeah. it down to Bristol. And then I'm going to wiggle my way back, A and B roads that I know well, taking loads of good stuff we filmed. I'm going to get to Pennyfan, which is not far from... I'm, I'm South Wales for this trip which is the, it's the highest peak in South Wales. I always like to punctuate a good drive with good walk. So I always, I've got my walking boots in the boot. I'm going to scramble up penny Fan and back down again. That's
4: oh, four, love it
1: four hours on knackered. I'm then going to drive across the top of the moor at Cracowell, where it's a very familiar piece of road. You've all seen it in films and photographs. Drop down the other side. There's a pub in Cracowell called The Bear, where they do a lamb and leek suet pudding, which is to die for. And then after that, I'm going to dap it back for tea and cocktails um, uh, in Bristol. But I I do it regularly, and I it's a great it's a great thing. This you know we we're, we're told we shouldn't drive unless absolutely necessary, but you know what we love cars, and I if yeah. if driving brings you joy, it's therapeutic and it's good for the soul, and I think you can offset it against that. So uh, you know, don't go the whole time, don't be stupid, but but now and again, go and do it.
4: I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chris what
5: would you do? I go to Portsmouth. Oh. I go to Portsmouth. Um, this weekend was a really interesting weekend to drive because uh stopped raining. And as part of a farming family, stopping raining, as any farmer will say, Thank well, that the land is far, far too, too wet and horrible. It can't do anything. Um it wasn't very very cold, so there was no salt on the road. All the rain had washed all the salt away. Yeah, it was crispish, not too much wind, no salt on the road, perfect. You could hear all the bikes around here. You know when the it stopped raining and there's no salt, you hear all the bikes going. Bah, bah. So Saturday was a really nice day for doing this. Um, I, I kind of I was a student in Portsmouth. I've said before, and I, I don't know. I, I don't. It wasn't my home like it was for Neil, but I have. A bit of nostalgia. I really love
4: Portsmouth. I had a happy great time place. in Portsmouth. It's A great place, yeah.
5: And the roads. I'm. I used to drive down there in my Mini Cooper before the A3 was effectively dueled the whole way. So before, before the hate the uh, the tunnel at um, um, Hinehead.
4: Yeah.
5: Um. So given that this is a fantasy, I'd have done it this Saturday, but in 1990.
4: Okay ran the devil's punch behind hind the
5: devil's punch bowl. yeah and so some of it would have a single carriage race some of jewels. i mean a bit nice and quiet very very crisp and then i'd branched off probably just it must be before hazel certainly before petersfield and driven down yeah. the Meon valley
1: Yeah, lovely little villages yes the thirty-one, or whatever yeah
0: also, yeah, that's, time... when
1: you, that's when you realise that little cars are right for the UK. Yeah. Because really, you don't want anything much bigger than a 105 Series Alpha or a Mini or a little hatchback. Yeah. That's all you need, isn't it? Um, probably an mm-hmm. Alpine. We would, We need to talk. We were going to do it last week. Let's do
5: it in a future week. Uh, automatic or manual. Because I think the Alpine A110 would be better with manual. We'll discuss why that might be true later week. But little Alpine, very small footprint drive down the Mion Valley, get back onto the, is it Fort Nelson, Neil, just on the hill above um, Fairham? That sort of, you, yeah, you yeah, drive yeah. up to it, and you see the whole of Portsea Island and Langston Harbour and Ports Harbour.
4: Yeah, my brothers will kill me because they all worked up there. I can't remember the bloody name of it. but we Yeah, used to Fort Nelson to for is a, that. For a monster neighbor. burger for five quid.
5: Yeah, top of the hill there. Yeah. And then just drive down Eastern Road. Yep. Yeah. Down the eastern side of Portsea Island, because Portsmouth is not an island, as those of us who are not Neil and I might not know. And drive down via round Langston Harbour
4: to Easton-Dee. East
5: Eastney, mm-hmm. and Eastney
4: for an espresso.
5: Yeah, and I sit sit on that pebble beach. Yeah, you look out to see one of the towers. You see the Nab Tower which is sort of out a bit east of the, the eastern of end White. of the Isle of Wight, and then look out to Ryde and Benbridge, and then just look round and you see the other forts, and then you see Southsea and so forth, and just walk along the beach, that lovely walk, all along Pebble Beach, past the piers, into sort of South Sea where the greens are, get some fish and chips. Magic. Walk back and back up. Um, the days are shorter. I quite like daytime, driving in the winter because it's just you always always
1: did it as well (laughs) that Um, is true that is true i'll tell you what that beach that beach i think that beach was where they dropped me off in the boat in 75 i remember being dragged along that by the officers of the law they let me stay (laughs) shame
4: yeah it's a good place that's a good recommendation portsmouth i agree with you yeah
1: (laughs) that's what i'd do my favorite Mm. yeah um, I want fish and chips now. Uh, I've got to my, curry. Well, I got <laughs> I my curry waiting for me. I want fish and chips. Um, Be battered. Be here we battered. go. We're going to do our two-car garage. This is a real... We're, we're, I'll tell you what, we're thankful for staying with us because because Edward, who we love dearly, spent 48 minutes talking about how he walked to Mayfair, Longer than that. To Chaconis, <laughs> to have his, whatever, a burrata, for starter. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, we, here we go. The two-car garage today... <laughs> is a reaction to last week's two-car garage, which was parsimonious <laughs> and, and real life. This one uh, isn't quite so. I've not read it before. <laughs> I don't read fluently. I apologise because I haven't practised.
5: Can we just point out who it's been submitted
3: by? If you want to know what SF90s and GT3 tourings are worth, go on to collectingcars.com. What's the SF90 going for now? <laughs> it's no reserve. It's just sold for £294,000. Wow!
1: How many
3: miles has it done? Uh, 665. Oh, dearie, God.
2: USF yeah, new SF90, £294,000.
3: Well, they've stopped making them now because they couldn't yeah. sell them. Yeah, dearie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. Has it got a plaque on it that says
1: press press preparation special engine? Yes, uh, engine. Engine,
3: 2,000 brake horsepower.
1: Yeah, here we go. Optimized so this is from Peter, Ma- Peter Mackey or McKay. Mackay. Peter Mackay.
5: He's the Scottish motorsport commentator, I think. He is.
1: He yeah. is. He's very good. Okay, Yeah. Brilliant. So, Peter, sorry, thank you, you very much. sorry, Peter. I apologize. It's been a long day. Suggestion for Two Garage. You are a lifelong Porsche enthusiast uh, who has built your family's Scotch whiskey business into an empire with several successful brands. Couldn't be me. I'd drink it all. Throughout your career, you've climbed the Porsche ladder, starting with a 986 Boxster, progressing through various 911s, and now possess an enviable collection near Swindon. You, you yearn to race one of Vysak's many historic gems, but they remain out of reach, with most company profits reinvested into more maturing stock for the future. However, a global drinks giant emerges and offers you an obscene <laughs> sum for your envied Scotch empire. This is lovely. The resulting funds allow you to buy a car worthy of entry to Porsche's prestigious Red Sport Reunion. Budget is £100 million. One Porsche to race at the event and one Porsche to arrive in. Keep up the great work with the podcast. It's essential listening for car addicts. Why did Edward's Mayfair story go on so long? <laughs> <laughs>
3: how, did, how, did he... how did he even know? I told him. <laughs> I put it on my newsletter. What, what, what Edward did for lunch today. Right,
1: I tell you what, I'm going to ask you to do something that as fellow addicts, none of us can do, but you're all terrible at it. Can we apply some brevity to this please? Chris Harris. Oh, that's me, Chris Cooper. Uh, so,
3: so, um, <laughs> Chris Harris, Engo. I
1: think I know this. I think I know, because
5: um, my wife, Lynn, used to work for the William Grant Scottish, Scotch whiskey firm. It's one of the very few. So I think, Peter, let us know in the comments. Is he the bloke that wrote and sang Electric Avenue? No, that's um, somebody else. That's... Um Is that Eddie so Grant? I think it oh, must be Grant. William Grant, Balvenie, and all those kind of things. Um... Brevity, Christopher. Brevity. I had loads. I had loads, but so it's not. It's not the 2018 Grello, the last one that Richard Leets won in. Oh, Nick Tandy could have been. Yeah, but it's not. Um, it's not the 87 Rossman's 962C. Derek Bell's last win.
2: I do love brevity. (laughs) It's
5: got to be that one. Golf. The 917. It didn't win Le Mans. Yeah. 917K Steve McQueen car, and I yeah. think the road car would be because I reckon this must be worth about 70 million pounds now. Yeah, it's the 993 GT2 that Monkey sold.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it was right hand drive, I've wasn't it? I've been waiting I'm all don't day to like, do <laughs> It wasn't <laughs> really rare, right hand drive, was it? Because they're working, yeah, it wasn't man. one yeah. of the
1: 12, it wasn't one of the 12 sod off. Right, here we go, Manish. What are you going to have, two cars?
2: My, my interpretation of this is that I can spend as much or as little money as I want, unfortunately. I am going for, for me, literally the most beautiful.
3: 9906. 9.10, nine,
2: nine, like, nine, no, it, nine, nine, that is. It's like 9.10.6, two litres, yeah. 200 horsepower, I mean, just did. Axles
1: everything. in front, uh, ankles in front of the front axle line. If you crash yeah. at the planet, you're dead. I get Perfect. it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. And
2: I think you can I think you can only turn up to one of these things. You'd have to steal it. Apparently, Jerry Seinfeld owns it, but that is McQueen's original 1979 11S. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I found Bonhams. Bonhams was the last time I could find it priced. 2011, and it went for $1.3 million. Okay.
1: Slate Grey? Sorry? Slate Grey. Slate Grey. It has a sunroof, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah, it does, not it? Right, Neil Clifford. Yeah, there's a photo. New cars.
0: there
1: yeah, is McQueen there's... in the
4: car there. Yeah, yeah. Can we have? Uh, can we have two two cars with Neil Clifford, please? Okay, you you're, you're all so bloody wrong. It's unbelievably embarrassing. Oh. Um, there's only one, the coolest car in the world, I think. Road car. Actually, they're both road cars. Um, it's not just about the coolest Porsche. It's the coolest car ever. The Count Rossi nine one seven road yes. car.
1: Yeah.
4: You know, that's it was nice so of, cool. that's your road car then? Yeah, no, that's 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 sort of my road car but racing, because I'm doing because yeah. I don't really like track days, as you know. Oh, uh, we're <laughs> gonna change that. So I'm doing two road cars, but I'm not sure a nine one seven is that practical a road yeah. car. Oh, yeah, of course the, it is. The silver the 917, I think it's chassis 30. We know who owns this car, probably one of the coolest dudes, car dudes in the world. Um, and it's just bloody fantastic. I mean, a 917 for the road, silver with tan, Alcantara, just the coolest thing, cooler than any bloody McLaren F one, to be honest. And yeah. then then as a road car, and I have been fortunate to own one of these cars, and it's I'm not stacking up to the hundred million. I think I've I had you value the 917, but let's say that's 50 million. I'm only spending another two. So I've got 48 million quid left to service my cars every year for 50,000 years. Is a 918 because I just adore the 918. I know. And if you. Have you not
1: got one of those? I had one. And
4: I
3: stupidly
4: stupidly sold it, really. What color
3: was it? He Um, bought MC's one
4: yeah it wasn't a good it wasn't really a good spec because it was white which is cool in white but then like it it. yellow 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 piping instead of the i like the acid green to be honest but i'd have a pts i'd find it in germany because they're all left hand drive anyway a brewster green 918 just for change leather debadged no acid yeah. green I think it's just a mega car. It's a 918, it's a mega car. And you yeah. can daily it. You can use it for the, every day for the rest of your life. Right, I'm going to go next
1: because Edward, Edward doesn't like waiting. So I'm going to go next. Um, uh, I'm, the, the, I've, I've tried to not come across as a complete asshole, but there's a car in the Porsche Museum that's a racing car that's got my name on the side of it. So it's the only car I'd ever want to buy. It's a car that I raced at Nürburgring in 2011. It's a 3.8 RS street car. And it's got my name on the door, and it's it sometimes gets shown in the museum. So that's the car I'd buy if I had all the tea in China. I'd go to Porsche, and say, "Can I buy it?" They wouldn't sell it to me. I've asked, but it's it's uh, it's pretty special. So I I want that. The road car is much more complicated and requires. Bearing in mind, I've got to go to Rensport and I've got to make it. I've got to make an entrance, and I've got a lot of money left over. I think even Porsche would struggle to charge me much more than a couple of million quid for a 3.8 RS. I've got, give or take a few pennies. I've got $98 million left. (laughs) I'm going to go to the Porsche board and I'm going to say to them, I want to buy the entire tooling and production line for the W124 500E or E500 that you made in the late 80s, early 90s. I want to buy the line. And I'm I'm going to build a plant in the Bristol area, to start making W124 500 easy <laughs> It's going to be, and I'm going to, I'm, it's going to be, I can't use the word Bristol, so I'm going to use a town nearby, like Canesham. I'm going to call it the Canesham Killer, <laughs> right? It's going to have 600 horsepower, but it's going to look absolutely standard, same wheels, early car. But you can only buy it with cloth seats. Chassis chassis number 001 through to 005 will be made for my fellow addicts. We will Aww. all turn up. We will all turn up to Rensport in our special Canesham Killers that actually oh, are
0: 500 of these.
1: There you go. Beautiful. I, would love don't it.
5: Know what it's, I mean, I'm uh,
1: made. But you can pay for your own fucking
4: servicing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lovely one coming yeah. up on
1: Connecticut. Yeah,
3: the the no, uh, Canesham Killer comes with a three year servicing package. It's 400,000 euros. <laughs> 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 um, mine's pretty simple. I'm going to have a 996 GT1 LM for the track and a 996 GT1 road car for the road. Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah,
3: that's
4: That's
3: that's
1: not That's
3: That's
1: special. Yeah. Uh, Right, should we should we try a little bit of music before we go? Because we've only been going for about three and a half hours. But has this gone over a day? This podcast.
3: It's about a
5: day. Yeah. Um, We Uh, were doing. We did 30 hours on which table
3: Edward chose at Chaconis. We did. did. (laughs) (laughs) You're all you, you've wasted more time talking about what I didn't talk about. Oh, no, than, but that's what makes us post so yeah. special. Then but... uh, next week, Eddie buys a new speedster. Right. Um, so
1: I'm going to go for I'm going to go my music first. So this is I don't think we mentioned this track yet. I think this might be the absolute peak '80s pop song, and the album it Ooh. comes from sensational, and it's by such an unlikely artist, or whatever you call her. It's Grace Jones's Pull Up To My Bumper Baby. Oh, if, you, <laughs> if you put this on, first of all, a great pop song should be impish and naughty. The lyrics are absolutely outrageous. They are. If you play it on a good hi-fi, you realise it was produced by geniuses, and its it just kicks the shit out of a hi-fi. Go and listen to it tomorrow. It's a fantastic tune. Uh, who's next? Chris Cooper. So,
5: it reminds me, Slave To The Rhythm, Grace Jones. Oh. What,
4: that's good. Yeah, what amazing.
5: Good. But my one I chosen was first <laughs> album I ever bought. Uh ELO Ooh. um, um Blue was it? Yeah, Blue Sky. So the song I wanted is Mr, um, Blue, Sky. Mr.
4: Blue Sky. Oh lovely song. Mr that's Blue a sad Sky. Song. Quite a sad song.
5: Because yeah. the sun was out this weekend for the first time in forever and I thought about Mr Blue Sky which I love.
1: Um, Manish,
2: what are you going to go for? I'm going to go a little classical. Bach, Concerto in D minor, BBW 974. This, Jeez, is, right. this is the blue sky on a Sunday morning in Balthouse Park. That's all it is. There's Primrose Hill just on the horizon. It's just beautiful.
1: It's who's, 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 the, who's the artist, sorry? Bach. Bach. Great. Okay. Bach,
2: Bach has written this. This is absolutely beautiful. JS.
1: Your 974.
2: BBW, Concerto in D Minor, BBW 974. Just listen to the piano. Let okay. it suck you in.
1: That's my education for the week. Uh, Edward it. please Mine, tell me. Mine's very,
3: mine's very similar to Manish's. Um, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's music by Deep Swing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> very good. <laughs> What's it called? It's called In the Music by Deep Swing. I heard it the other day for the first time in a very long time, but I listened to it just to proof check it before offering it up here. And the version I listened to in my three-minute drive to work this morning was total dog shit. So I'm going to find a better edit <laughs> and make sure <laughs> that one is added to the list. Who's that? <laughs> uh,
5: I listened no, to one of yours. Sorry. Was it Zimmer? What was the one yes, you... Yes,
3: did you like it?
5: I actually thought that was all right. Very of course good tutor. you did. Very all good of my tutor. choices
3: are good. They just don't sound very good when Manager's explaining how <laughs> romantic his choices are. Yeah. Uh, Neil Clifford, what are you going for?
4: I spent um, one of my days at Christmas moving my record player to set up in my a, a little room to listen to records. And the first album I put on my little record player was uh hounds of love kate bush because i I love kate bush dr bush's daughter and uh hello earth very spooky wonderful to drive to with the roof down because it's all about um looking up at the stars that's cool
5: very nice did you do the corner weights on your turntable and all that fun stuff people do with spirit levels and stuff. We almost got away mm-hmm. with
4: it. We almost
1: persuaded the listeners mm-hmm. that you were normal, but you've just, you've spoiled it at the last minute, haven't you? You've gone, you've Sorry. gone there. I let that you down, gone, didn't I? Did, Did you corner know. you away your turntable? No. That's the
2: thing. That's the thing. I know yeah. it is. Do you G your tone Do you do that? Do you actually just yeah. yeah. got a little so grammo meter? We need you to do, do, do. hi fi
1: because I'm, 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 I've am I'm not had a record player in ages and I'm, I'm going to get something like a Riga. What, the, plainer three. Three, the, the, the the classic yeah. one.
2: I've got a plainer six. Can I just say, I had lunch with John Watson a few weeks ago, and it was just one of the most enjoyable lunches I've had in ages. He's the fucking biggest turntable head. Is he? So, what? so you start talking yeah. about it, but that only costs about £10,000. And you say, well, what do you have, John? And then you sit there and you realise his, his hi-fi is worth more than your own.
3: Wow! He's just legend. Un-
2: he is unbelievable. His kid,
3: Chris. We should actually. Were you, were you with Paul Michaels too? Because I saw a picture of them together. Were you? Were you Were you? Yeah. We should. No, um, no, no. I, Paul no I met and- him
2: separately. But honestly, it, you know, his, his, his kid. I, mean, I had no idea. He's such a massive um, head. He I love just, him
5: even
1: more. Just
2: love. Ah, oh, yeah. Totally lovable man. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: I'm gonna, the other enough. thing about. The other thing about this week is, I, I like I do like a biro. I used to use fountain pens, but they're not they're not useful in the modern world. But there's a the Bic biro that's got it's a bit thicker. It's a one point six mil thing.
3: Oh, what's point? Mm. I and I the, have to have a ink, blue Bic pen.
1: The ink that comes out of these has got a gooey texture, and they really are very satisfying to write with. Go and buy one and try it. It's worth knowing.
4: I'm, I'm more Uni Ball.
3: Yeah. yeah, you see, but, that, but this, these that, are... that's thicker than the blue. That's that. yours. What's this one? Doesn't have a uh, that's one oh, mil. Yes. That's one mil. This is 1.6. That's more unctuous. Would you six. buy me one of those, Christopher? I've, I've,
1: I've bought two packets, one of which is for you
3: already. It's arriving tomorrow. Um, I'll swap one big pen for two rear tyres.
1: <laughs> okay, so tomorrow I'm going to tank Barrett to drop off my Delta Integrale to have the minor matter of a new engine fitted uh, and then i'm going over in my e61 m5 to have a man who knows all about these things to tell me how shit it is so i've got a terrible day coming up tomorrow it's basically dental surgery fatigue for, for cars
3: so, <laughs>
1: uh, uh, it's been a pleasure uh speaking to you i'm so sorry this has gone on so long and i'm so sorry that chris cooper lowered the conversation at the end there we'll see you next week
3: see you later
1: yes.